My name is um, DJ Loop. Um, I'm from East Tennessee, and this is Chris Hill, my uh, my um, translator. Uh, <laughs> 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 and, and now we're going to translate some phrases exactly. to DJ Loop. Secret about me, you should know. What is that? I, I enjoy bacon, but I—it's I, not my favorite. Really? I'm actually, what? Yeah. You I'm, live in the. How, how can that be? I'm actually more. You live in, in the south. I'm, I'm actually more. I'm a sausage guy, and I don't want to say that the wrong way because it <laughs> sounds horrible every time I say that. So you, so 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 you're a sausage guy. I am a sausage guy. Okay, okay. I'm glad you've come out. I mean, first thing on the podcast we find out about you is you're a sausage guy, and that's the true story. Uh, well, I don't know. I prefer sausage when it's with biscuits and gravy. Mm-hmm. If I'm ordering a platter, biscuits and gravy, get the sausage. Biscuits and gravy are delicious. Yes, if you're getting biscuits and gravy, yeah. grab the sausage. But I still I still no. love bacon. Now I will say, I, I'm and I'm going to say something that's very unpopular here. Uh-huh. Um, Benton's bacon, not my favorite. I like it's, Benton's bacon. It's, it, it's it, delicious. May, it's, maybe it's a matter of how it's prepared it's, because it's just hit and miss. I've had it some places, true. and it's so dry and so smoky in the dryness that it's just disgusting. But but there are other times where like eh, it's all right, but it's still not my favorite. There's other bacon out there that's better. It just I, is. Like like growing up, if they somebody had the sausage, egg, and cheese on the table. Or the bacon, egg, and cheese on the table. I'm getting, I'm, you get more bang for your buck with sausage. Okay, yeah. you get more. Yeah, meat. you do. You get more satisfaction. But it's a different flavor. It is a different flavor. But I'm. I, but, but but you like that flavor better than I do. Like, I, I do like the flavor better. I like the the ground beef, the ground pork, and the and the the flavor and the sausage and the spicy and the that's the thing. But it is like bacon. You're like, oh, that's that's. Great pork, bacon flavor. Then you're like, oh, it's like there's a complex flavors in the sausage. <laughs> Which, trying to make myself that sound way more, way more intelligent. <laughs> Your palate is really, um, really defined. I like Australian sausages. You'd like all kinds of sausage, yeah. as long as it's in your mouth. That's exactly. all that <laughs> Sorry, that was that was bad. No, it wasn't bad. It was actually it was actually a pretty good joke. Pretty, pretty great joke. You're welcome. You're welcome, DJ. Um, so I, I guess we can go ahead and get started. Um, for for those who don't know, um, this is our humble beer podcast. The humble beer podcast. And um, and my name is Chris Hill. I am DJ Loop L O P because I say. When I sound it, it sounds like Luke half the time because my southern uh-huh. accent gets in the way. I'm proud of my southern accent, by the way. But go ahead. Well, well, it makes me laugh every time I hear your name. And it's not just because you're awesome and I'm happy to hear your name. Um, it's it's the fact that you're saying DJ Loop. And it sounds like a name for an actual DJ. Oh, I get that on Twitter all the time. <laughs> like, I get, yeah, didn't you have somebody yeah. like follow oh, you? Oh, yeah. They follow me and direct <laughs> message me and they were like, dude, man. I see you some uh, beats. I'm like, oh, I like a banjo. There must be a DJ mm-hmm. loop out there. Somewhere. There has to be. Yeah. And then, 
Of course, my my full name is Christopher David Hill, so I'm CD Hill. There you go, CD. Yeah. Well, my my father's name. So was... you're the DJ that puts the CD in. Yeah, my. Oh, yeah. Bad, weird joke. Okay, anyways. Well, my father's name was um, Donald Raymond. Uh Mine's Donald Jeffrey. Uh Everybody wants to know what DJ stands for. But uh, get it out on the first podcast. I get my as well. People want to Then we can tell people to go back to the beginning. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my dad's name was Donald Raymond Loop. Yeah. And we'd get phone calls and messages and stuff that would say uh, um, asking for Doctor Loop because it was Dr. Oh. Uh, Dr. Loop. And we're like, hey, is there a Doctor Loop in the house? And we're like, ah, oh, yeah, there is. We well, thought it was funny. Well, you you might know, but I my. Uh, my job just moved me off, moved my office, and when they moved, for whatever reason, they couldn't keep our phone number. So when I moved, I got this new phone number, and it's for a former doctor's office. And so I get calls constantly, like every day, with people asking for the doctor's office, and I have to tell them, "Nope, not me. This is this is the company I work for." And they're like, "Oh." Wrong company. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and start. Just, oh, yeah. I can use you a script on that. Come, come. Give me $50. I'll take care of it. That would only get you. Oh, I've, I've thought about messing with them. That um, would only get you arrested. That's hilarious. But anyway, why are we here? At why this are we here? Um, well, we're here because we love beer. We love craft beer craft specifically. Beer. It's craft not beer. just beer. Craft beer culture. Yes, craft beer culture. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I mean, for me, you know, the reason I wanted to do this was um, just as a way to um, delve deeper into my passion for craft beer and craft beer culture. Um, you know, I really enjoy the, um, you know, the beauty that is, you know, creating something as unique as a beer. And um, for me, that's that's part of the reason I'm I'm here today is just just that that funness of. Um, exploring and, and discovering new things, if you will. Man, I mean, like me, it's all about. I mean, if I've used this term, consumable artwork. Yes, and I love that term. And it's it's, so it's, cool. it's consumable artwork to me. It's um, and I thought also I think it it, it bridges artwork with blue collar, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. you have that create creative um, passion and that creativeness that goes with. I mean, when when somebody creates a a beer, it's a it's a it's a very intentional thing. What what flavors are going to be the first flavors to hit your nose and your tongue and and everything? It's so intentional, and the colors intentional, the temperatures intentional, everything is intentional about it, and it's all artwork. But it also takes it it takes the 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 mind and the body, and it takes your brain and your and your back and your the grain and you're and you're using the 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 earth and you're using mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a combination and it's it's a very approachable artwork too you're you're not going to a downtown gallery looking at paintings and have to mm-hmm. have to dress up and be all formal which is, there's nothing wrong with that but i think this is more of an approachable artwork where an everyday man can approach it and interact with it and be a part of the culture that surrounds it with whether it's more than just swilling beer for the the consumption of or the uh, the action of getting drunk or or having a good time i mean you of course we'll have good times with craft beer mm-hmm. that's that's one of the beauty things about it but 
it's more it's more than just a beverage in my opinion yeah. and there's a culture of people around it and most of them I mean, work really hard and have awesome beards but, uh, <laughs> they, they, they do and in fact it was funny um when i did the sam adams tour a few years ago um so the guys up there have beards it's, it's just crazy to me because um they look like the guys like in the commercials <laughs> like and they're probably the guys from the commercials yeah. but but it was just it was really funny to see them with with the beard with the commercial like and all alliance when the breweries here in knoxville when we are in knoxville tennessee just to let you guys know that yep yeah yep. if you're downloading this for somewhere else we are in knoxville tennessee both of us basically born and raised yeah. here yeah basically I'm, I'm in southern appalachia is what i like to refer to is <laughs> is kind of gives a frame of our culture we're the um as rb morris puts it the bermuda triangles yeah of the appalachians yeah, yeah true <laughs> but um and there's a local brewery here in Knoxville, where, uh, Alliance Brewery, which hopefully I'll be um, helping out in some way, say, for fashion. I don't know sure why fashion, but um, they're, uh, they, fashion. they always need my support no matter what, 100%. But I love to help them out any way I can, volunteer for them, whatever I can. Um, and hopefully we'll get uh, several of the guys on here to interview and talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of a rule. Everybody, everybody that helps brew for them has to have a beard. <laughs> and I have to have facial hair. So, like... Well, have you tried... Um, sorry, kind of off topic, but have you... Tr- no, actually, it's completely on topic. Have you tried the beard brew? The beard brew, the beard yeast, yeah. The beard yeast, what... Yeah. Uh, is that, that's rogue, a rogue beer. Yeah. That's actually a rogue beer. We were it's talking rogue. about them earlier. It's delicious. You know you can get that in Knoxville? Yeah, you can. Uh, beer, the Beard and Beer Market, which is another... Um, Really? They've got it there? Yeah, they have the beard. Which is, it's, it's not under 6.25. See, I was introduced to it at Crown and Goose, yeah. and one of my buddies was like, this is the only place in town I can yeah. find it. I bet he would cry had he known it was but, so available. But the beer, they, don't, they don't have it in draft. It's all in bombers. Well, I know, so, but no. they have it. Yeah, have it. That's what I mean. Well, and in the state of Tennessee right now, or, um, to the frame of reference of our taste and our, what, we can, what, we're, what we're drinking in the state of Tennessee right now, they're working on changing the laws. I've actually been a part of some some petitions and some things, and I was actually got interviewed in the new Sentinel for um, um, one of our growler laws, helping getting get, getting that rectified. But well, I would I would like to point out that you're probably the reason that it got rectified. <laughs> uh, hopefully, <laughs> it was it was funny. I was I was tweeting about it, and I got a phone call. I got a I got a uh, I got a. Uh, direct message from one of the girls from the New Sentinel which is the local newspaper and she was like can I interview you about this I'm like sure but, and it was kind of <laughs> cool like I th- uh, made my mom proud in the newspaper for beer oh yeah but um, <laughs> um, but we've we're, we here in Tennessee right now it's actually getting ready to change but anything over 6.25 percent is considered high gravity yeah so like we can't have like i can't have to buy dell's pell which is 6.5 at a liquor store I, anything that will give you people get a good frame of reference about the, the beer i'm drinking you know, as we're talking yeah. victory storm king nine yeah nine percent or what, what is the official it's uh 9.1 percent mm-hmm. abv well yeah so like any any like a beer market that doesn't have a liquor license or uh, permit to sell liquor in the state of Tennessee you can't sell anything 6.25 so that kind of gives you a frame of reference of where we're where we're at like when we're when we're drinking something when I said the beer and beer market which is a local 
uh, beer craft beer market. They don't have a liquor's license. So if we hang out there, we do a podcast from there. Everything there is going to be low grab. Yeah. Most of the beers here in Knoxville that we that are introduced are low grab because of the laws. Um, we have a Sutri's Tavern here in Knoxville, which does sell does sell high grabs. They specialize in Sutri's Tavern, high grab tavern. So, but we have a lot of great different, and we're like really booming. Where there's seven breweries it coming online online in the next year or so, year or two. Hopefully, Alliance, my friends' breweries, will be will be opening in a few months. Hopefully, um, don't hold me to it or anything because that everybody knows how that shifts and change. But um, but there's the craft fingers beer, crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. The craft beer culture in Knoxville is very growing. We're we're no Asheville, we're no Portland by any stretch of imagination. But I think we're growing, and that's one of the reasons why I want to do this podcast to help that culture culture in. Knox will grow, but I'll, yeah. I mean, also, but I want to also connect with people around the country and get feedback from people around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that just and just just promote craft beer here in Knoxville and and out and explore the world of craft beer as we go. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, you know, that's that's one of the cool things about this podcast is we have the opportunity to, um, I think, kind of be on the forefront of a burgeoning um, or growing beer scene craft beer scene in Knoxville it's been growing over the years I mean mm-hmm. Marble City slash well Sawworks Sawworks yeah. uh, may Marble City rest in peace but, yeah um, you know was I, I think kind of the start of that and then there's been a lot you know downtown yeah. Grill and Brewery there have been other breweries around for, for years but um, not really a lot of attention drawn to them, not really a lot of growth, and a lot of it's come out of brew pubs more so than people that are doing it to actually brew and distribute beer in the southeast. So that's that to me is really cool. And um and yeah, it's awesome. Something yeah. to look forward to. So yeah, something to look forward to as we grow as a podcast. We'll we'll be out of our bound town out and around downtown and, and this area is in, in around the southeast and hopefully um, uh, talk to I got some friends at Highland and uh, I know some people at different breweries around yeah. the southeast and that hopefully we'll be able to do podcasts and different do, do, do interviews from yeah. from people anywhere like when you especially when you hang out at the beer and beer market you you never know who's going to pop in who's going to um Who's going to show? Who's going? We. Who's going to show up to hang out for a pint or hang out to, to, because they're distributing something or promoting something. So, it's kind of it's going to kind of see. It's going to, it's going to be kind of cool, cool to see. Hopefully, one of the one of the reasons why I think this podcast will be cool is as we do it and each time we do it, there's there's going to be sustainable, measurable growth in the craft beer market. Yeah, in Knoxville. And the southeast, as we do this, and then most places like like the the northeast and stuff, there's there's booming craft beer, and in the, the northwest there's booming craft beer, but mm-hmm. they 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 had they have sustained craft beer markets. Yeah, we don't really have a large sustained market. We're booming. We're, we're mm-hmm. growing. Yeah, you know, or it's kind of the, kind of the craft beer. Boom! I mean, right right now, the craft beers yeah, that you're probably most familiar with come out of Asheville yeah. or out of Atlanta. There's not really a lot in Knoxville. There's some out of Nashville, like Yazoo, mm-hmm. and um, 
some of the others out there. Tennessee but, Brew Works. Tennessee Brew Works. Um, my favorite name of any craft brewery. Turtle. Blackstone. My favorite name of any craft brewery is Turtle Anarchy. They're awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I typically get them confused with... Um, Oh gosh, what is the name of the? Why am I drawing a blank on this? This is embarrassing. Um, the one out of um, Atlanta. The oh, Terrapin. Terrapin. Yeah. Because I think Terrapin Turtle. Turtle yeah. I yeah. don't know why they haven't given a lawsuit yet. I mean, that I seems know. to be the thing to do these the, days. Yeah, lawsuits <laughs> are the thing to do today. Bells <laughs> ringing. Um, but actually, it wasn't a lawsuit. It was copyright legal. Oh yeah. We can get into that. Just didn't want them to copyright it in case they could use it for something else. I mean, heaven forbid. I know, exactly. Uh, But those are, those are, I mean, that's kind of, as we have been rambling, those are some ideals of what we want to do. Um, but what what do we want the podcast to be? I, I mean, really, like if we were just to lay it out, what do we what I mean, do we tell our listeners? This is what the podcast is. I mean, is for me, listen. it's about culture and people. I mean, yeah, the 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 beer. I think the beer speaks for itself. I'm I have no like, or I'm no beer expert. I mean, I think I know a considerable amount of craft beer. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert reviewer. I'm going to give you my honest review about a, about a beer. I'm going to tell you what I think. Um, I know some of the intricacies of brewing, and I'm learning that every day. And having these brewers on will help me learn more because my job is I, yeah. I, I, I want to get into the craft beer business is one of my goals in life, and I, I'm trying to figure out which avenue I want to take. My um, my background is in shipping, receiving, and logistics. Mm-hmm. Is that an area I want to go into? Or do I want to go on the promotion side? And th- this this is also a great. This podcast will be a great vetting process to figure out where exactly is my niche. Yeah. In the craft beer industry. Yeah. And also, and and also the learning of how the pro all the processes, and 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 I also hope to for people to see one. After we done, if if we're lucky to do ten of these, after to do after we after, on the tenth one we do, for everybody to to see, like oh they they're a hell of a lot smarter here than they were here. Well, they'll probably be better at presenting. Here. Yeah, probably better, better <laughs> at presenting too. Yeah, but but, but yeah yeah but, more knowledgeable, well, more, more understanding. understanding. Yeah. And you're, you're going to grow with us if you listen from the beginning. Okay. You're you're guaranteed yeah. to grow but, with us. Yeah, we're we're uh, I, I I approach mine from a very blue collar everyday kind of working man um, kind of perspective of craft beer and how it infiltrates my everyday life and and I don't mean coming at home and sitting down and having a six pack of of Coors Light, Coors Light, or or Founders IPA. I mean, like Monday nights, we do fun runs. And we it's craft beer and running and outside, mm-hmm. and and in the summertime we we do uh, Knoxville Beer Week. We do uh, paddles and cans, different events where it's outside, it's active, and it's, you, you got people who who want to experience life with and, and craft beer as a companion with them, and how that culture and how that art all sing together and. You, and what's amazing about it is every craft beer and every craft brewery has a story, and ha- and I would like to tell some of those stories too. And that we kind of I would like to hear maybe see if, if we can get insight on stories that 
other people can't. Because, yeah. I mean... Because of the relationships we have. Because yeah. of the people we know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like to also use this as a vehicle to tell stories, like I said. Just to, like, the stories behind the beard, the concepts, yeah. the people. I mean, the the, the everyday aspect and, and the uh, the approachableness of the craft beer. And mm-hmm. and just, that's the, that's the direction I want to go in. And almost say it's like a, a layman slightly above a layman mm-hmm. or higher than a layman like yeah and, and um like and educated but not pretentious exactly educated but not pretentious i'm like like if you offer me a cooler's light i'm probably gonna say no but i'm not gonna be like uh you're drinking a cooler light well that's not my cup of tea uh if you're interested i'm like i'll i'm gonna tell you i'm like oh hey that that's not what I would drink. I mean, here's, here, I mean, <laughs> it's like, um, uh, <laughs> like the, the Amazon. You, you, you're like, you, you Google watches or something. You look at Citizen Watch, and you're like, you might also like this. Yeah, I might be that guy. I might be the Amazon bar. Hey, you like Coors? You might yeah. also like this. And I'm gonna give you some props because I think you're better at it than you think you are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I, I can think back to a time when um, we were getting together for a friend's party, and you did a beer and cheese pairing, which I thought was the dumbest thing ever at the time, and not really the dumbest thing ever. I shouldn't say it like that. It, but it was it was something I was like, really beer and cheese. But when I actually paired them, they were fantastic. Yeah, I mean beer. You, you know your stuff. You know how to pair things. You may not be able to put it into the fancy words that are on the side of a bottle, mm-hmm. but but we know how to explain beer to people. And yeah, that's the whole point. Like, terms. like yeah, I want more more a layman's more approachable. Yeah, I, I probably said the word approachable ten times in the past five minutes, but that's, yeah, but that's what we want to be. That, that's what I want to be. Yeah, that's what I want. That's what my my strive is to be um, to present craft beer culture. Maybe maybe somebody might hear this. They 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 might not know much about craft beer, but they they listen to it because they 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 they've known us or were they yeah they, they come across it and they go oh humble beer cult podcast that might be. Actually, interesting. Well, I mean, to... it's 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 in the name, yeah, right? It's... Like humble beer. I mean, that's that's the reason I I liked the name even as a working title. It was, hey, you know what? We're coming at this from a humble perspective. We don't know everything about beer. We're not geniuses. We're here to learn alongside the listener, alongside anybody else who wants to join us in this process. And we're going to ask dumb questions. We're going to say things that are probably going to be wrong. Yeah. So, you know, once once we get going and you see the comment section, don't yeah. don't automatically go, oh, no, you're wrong on this. Yeah. Because, yeah, we if, probably are. If you have but any... we know it. <laughs> if, you have, if you have any, like, complaints or anything, at Christopher Lee's on Twitter... <laughs> Oh, thanks, thanks. No, it's it's at DJ underscore loop. No, there's no underscore. Oh, there's no underscore. Okay, it's just at DJ loop. You should have just left it. You know, they would have tweeted at somebody that wasn't you. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Sorry, I should have at that, at that DJ that's out there somewhere in DJ land. Yeah. Um, there's not many red, many red beard, red bearded DJs on Twitter. Irish DJs. Yes. <laughs> if you could see my red beard, you'd be jealous. It's it's gorgeous. It, I am the only one here to witness witness it at the moment um but yeah i mean for for me it's the the podcast i mean it's it's all what you said you know in my own words it's it's we're not trying to be a fuddy-duddy podcast about beer where all we do is sample a beer or a session or something you know we we really want to be here to 
you know, enjoy our time with each other, hang out, um, talk. You might hear us talk like you did earlier, you know, about things that aren't directly related to beer, but that's okay. I mean, mm-hmm. part of the podcast is its personality. Mm-hmm. Part of what we're going to do is is our personality, but it's also um, it's also about enjoying the pe- people and the culture that comes with beer. Um, you know, and for me, it's a cultural bridge between people groups and, and classes and everything. I mean, like, yeah, you know, like um, there's a local uh, local uh, bar restaurant. Uh, it's Sunspot. It's um, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's um, what is their slogan? It's for not neckties. And Tada unite, <laughs> which I kind of and I've always seen that, and it's on their t-shirts and it's like, and I'm like, that's basically I'm, they're marketing DUPs. Yeah, they're my yeah, it's a that, yeah, <laughs> but it's but it's, it's kind of that's the kind of the truth where you walk in that restaurant and you'll see somebody with a you'll you'll see you'll see somebody wear with a dressed up in a suit that they just got off off business, and you'll see a college student, which which is really close to a campus too. Yeah, where where where. For where we're sitting, we're probably within 25 minutes of the campus of the University of Tennessee, mm-hmm. go Vols. Uh, uh, actually, just 15. 15? Okay. Yeah. So, so that kind of atmosphere, and that also lends itself to a, a great craft beer culture in the fact that we have a lot of people and that we can help experience craft beer in the college setting and maybe help them like this is something to be appreciated yeah this is not something uh, this is not a frat party where you're doing uh, beer pong or something like you know what I'm saying like that like this is actually we're, this this is something that actually something to be appreciated and then and in my time hanging out and stuff with the beer and beer market stuff is you see like college kids coming and they're getting craft beer and they're talking mm-hmm. about craft beer and they're not they're not getting the 17 pack of natty ice they're actually learning about craft beer in a positive way yeah. now all, i'm learning from it yeah. and, and to that point I, w- I would like to just say right now just as a public service announcement i am totally an advocate for drinking in moderation yeah and okay. and and as and as a um you know as a as an advocate for moderation, I've always found that craft beer is the perfect yeah. advocate in and of itself because it's a it's surefire good. way to ensure moderation in that you'll either be able you will either fill your stomach mm-hmm. or empty your wallet True. before you're drunk. Yeah. Well, that's, that's well, a, as a college student, as least. a college student, at least. <laughs> now, yeah. now as an adult, and uh, you know, with with means, it, it's definitely a little different. But it is different. <laughs> but a lot of times, if we're dealt with adult means, and you're and you have enough to fill the effects, you're usually at your house, which is. But you'll enough. also appreciate what you're drinking when you put money into it or thought yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, you're exactly. Like, I'm investing in this. Like, um, I, I remember it was back on the Thanksgiving holiday weekend and uh, my roommate had friends and family in May, uh and he's all much younger than me uh, or us I say me he's 20 he's I'm 32 by the way right now give you a another inside of my culture and my and my perspective I'm 32 years old my roommate's 27 and he had several people over for they went out. He showed his family and their their friends around that town here, and they all come back to to uh, my apartment in, in the evening. And they had 
they had probably a few many too many pints and they took a ta- taxi home and they started watching the movie drinking more beer hanging out in my apartment I woke up the next morning and and my roommate was livid because he didn't realize that they had they had half drinking his cold mountain which is a oh, rare no. beer that only comes out one time a year by Highland Brewing Company and they were like there was he 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 had a twenty four pack of it that he bought especially to to like savor it and to enjoy it. It was like, or it was two twelve packs, but savor it and enjoy it. And there was like six or seven of them around the apartment that were half drunk. <laughs> oh, and just to like see the the look on his face of like you don't like we hide like if we have friends over you hide the good stuff. Yeah, like 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 if you have the the one time release of the year. The limited release. The limited release. Yeah. And, and like people in Asheville, there was this year, the Cold Mountain sold out in the Asheville area. Yeah. And people were driving to Knoxville to buy it. <laughs> and then that's, a, or, or, that's an Asheville beer. Yeah. And hopefully, and also, I mean, and the thing is, with us here in Knoxville, we're an hour and 45 minutes away from Asheville. I know. Which is a beer mecca in, this, in the southeast. Hour, hour and 45 from Asheville. Yeah. Two and a half, three hours from Nashville. Yeah, hopefully. And about three and a half from Atlanta. Yeah. We are in a great spot. Yeah, great spot. We, we got a lot of breweries surrounding us. Mm-hmm. And with our, our distributing, our law starting to open up the... The AVB cap on beer is getting to go up is about to go up to ten percent. So you you'll be able to we'll be able, we'll be able to go into a grocery store and buy a beer that's nine point five now or nine and ten or up to ten percent, which it will be nice because thank you wine and grocery like, stores yeah like 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 that one the victory yeah this is yeah they don't say this nine point five right yeah victory storm king oh yeah we'll be able to buy that in the grocery store which will be which, can you even get victory around here yeah victory is in okay. East Tennessee uh, I don't want to quote I forget which um beers or which distributors I know um uh, high on this Cherokee I know some of the ones that are that I that I'm um. One of the ones that I'm more closer friends with, too. But yeah. I, and I know um, Founders is e- Eagle. Because I know, like, they, they, the, the uh, let's just say the, the distributors are passionate about what beers they carry. And rightly <laughs> so, they make them, they, 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 they sell they them, they are passionate. And yeah, so that's great. But I'm, I'm just passionate about all beer, as in craft beer. But I'm, so, but, so, uh, but um, but it's going to be, that will be really nice in the next coming months or years to to have the laws are going to open us up for having more choices and more breweries and it's going to be it's going to be, it's going to help us out to expand our craft beer culture in the Knoxville area. So that with the laws changing. With the influx of breweries, we're going to be see growth, growth, and hopefully, well, I'll hope to do a podcast in Asheville one weekend. Yeah, it would be awesome. Well, I mean, that's that's the goal, right? I mean, yeah. one of the things I hope is that we do. I mean, you know, we we talk about the things we enjoy, and, and obviously for you, it's the culture, and me too. I mean, I love the culture as well, but I'm a business nerd, 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very much, you're the, it's kind of interesting on this podcast. I think one of the cool things is that you're the blue collar guy. I'm the white collar. True. Guy. Yes. Right. And, you know, I've got my MBA and college degree and all that. And, you know, I enjoy the business aspect of everything that goes on with these breweries. Cause it's, to me, it's really cool. And especially the marketing side, cause that's kind of where I have my degrees and my focus. So, and really, I, um, I mean, I, it's going to be fun. I love, I love the marketing, the business aspect. And, oh yeah. And, I mean, I almost compared craft beer to, uh, like indie music almost like the music. Oh, it very in, much is. The music industry, because the reason how I compare that is because you can tell when a brewer starts brewing for profit they lose <laughs> some of their not just brewing. I mean, every brewery is going to brew for profit. That's, yeah, they, that's they have to make money. money. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's 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 um, unless you're a Trappist monk. Yeah. You're brewing for money. Yeah. Well, that's one of the <laughs> one of the segments we want to have on here. And we were talking. We made jokes about the innovation, and which is a great brewery. I love innovation. They actually have a ginger ale, like a actually non-alcoholic ginger ale, which is Ooh. amazing. And um, they they have a basil beer, which is amazing. Uh, but they were in a copyright dispute with, or copyright, it's legal. And they say there's no lawsuits. You hear stuff on both ends. But what, uh, what I think stuff innovation is a 400 yeah. barrels a year. Which there's nothing, and yeah. um, and Bell's is everybody who probably listens to this will know what Bell's is. Bell's Brewing Company, out of Kalamazoo, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a it's a copyright name of the word innovation, and it's and that something like that. That's a, a great topic here in the in the future. And what we want to do is is business versus art, business versus current culture, yeah. art versus profit, which that's a balance that you have to admit if you're in the craft beer industry, you want to have a business yeah. and you want to make, have a profit where you can, um, you can pay the bills and you can do the stuff you want to do and you can be more inventive and you want to progress in your, in, but you don't want to, and that's how I go. That's how I compare it with the, um, uh, music industry is like when when you see a musician as they start to rise and their heart and their passion is in it then all of a sudden they start pumping out record, records just to get the paycheck mm-hmm. is when their creativity and their uh, music and, and their art declines in the same way with crap beer when they're in at the beginning and they're making beers for the passion and for the love and yeah. for the uh, for the culture and the culture and, and and people and the culture of the people and the product and the and the profit is an outcome to their to the work we were talking earlier before um, about people versus profit and so yeah. and, and there was and I was reading a blogger about about those concepts and ideals about people's purpose profit and I said if you're the best hamburger maker ever you have your own gourmet hamburger restaurant and you're packing in hamburgers, your job is to make hamburgers. Your job's not to make money. Yeah. You're making a great hamburger and making a great product. The effect of that is profit. Yeah. And that's one of the... And, and I would love to get the businessman here and discuss the business of it. 
yeah. and get the culture person, the person who's pretty much the the brewer or the uh, the artist. And um, there was um, um, a blog on Rear Advocate. I'm trying to think of the guys, think of the name. But if I, I I'll go. Uh, maybe we'll source some of the make sure we source some of the stuff if I can remember it mm-hmm. um, later on but uh, he, he said like there's the artisan the businessman and the um, the guy who just wanted to make beer for his buddies with his buddies mm. and he said the artisan the art the person who makes beer for art he's never probably never going to sell out Never go big business and, or sell to InBev or sell mm-hmm. to a major brewery. They said the um, the businessman is always going to sell out. Yeah, that's his purpose. He he got into craft beer industry to make money. Mm-hmm. So once the the brewer comes knocking, he's going to sell out. Yeah. Then you have the, the the guy that made beer for his buddies. That's a fifty fifty shot. And he he might see the dollar signs and be like, "Hey, I'm selling out." But he might also go, man, I'm just making beers for my money. I don't need all that that headache and money and time and attention. I'm not making a good living. I don't need it. It Go on. So those are kind of the things I want to explore. The the craft beer, the profit, the business aspect. Um, Hopefully as the summer goes on, we'll do festivals. Yeah. Um, we'll, oh yeah, there's 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 a lot of festivals coming up, and yeah. I think we have enough connections to make that work. Yeah, we'll be able to. I mean, do some interviews on the side, yeah, and, and kind of go around on site at the yeah, festivals and stuff like that. But hopefully, all that will materialize. Um, yeah, I I know for me, like I mean, to, to your point about the um, the indie band versus the. Um, the craft brewer, I, I think that's a very true statement. In fact, that's something I like about beer, and it's something I mean, you know, I, I think I'm a to some degree a self proclaimed hipster, uh, probably more a yuppie than a hipster. But but you know, I'm at heart, you know, from college, I've always been the 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 indie band guy, the guy that's always listening to the bands that nobody knows about and secretly only doing it because, well, it's it's a it's a different name and it's something somebody's going to raise an eyebrow to, like. Yeah. Um, you know, dogs die in hot cars or deer hoof or, <laughs> um, you know, bands like that, that are fantastic by the way. But, um, but you know, bands that most people even listening to this podcast wouldn't know. And, um, you know, to some, to some degree I have to be careful cause that give me the uh, sense of superiority. Cause I'm like, <laughs> you don't know this band. They're amazing. You should know awesome. them. But the great thing about he, beer is, he you know, his black room glasses and <laughs> pulls his PBR and paint clip closer oh no that was last weekend <laughs> um <laughs> but um but, but but seriously um you know one of the one of the things i do love about um you know about craft beer is just there's there's that there's that aspect of to it of you know when you find something you like it's like you've got to try this yeah. you you have to taste this it's just the most amazing it's very beer ever. self-promoting and, and and you know the, the good thing about beer to me over music the more satisfying thing is with music to me because um, I am a music nerd. I mean, I was in band camp. I, I was in rock bands in high school. And I, you know, I did church worship music and stuff like that as well. But I mean, for me, the one thing that I really, really, um, really did that I enjoyed, um, you know, was always introducing people to new music. 
And it never quite had the satisfaction that sharing a new beer with somebody did. Mm -hmm. Because when you found somebody that really likes a new beer, you get that light in their eyes. With music, it's more like, oh, yeah, that's nice. And if you find out they're still listening to it a year later, then you know you've made a hit with music. But with beer, it's an immediate reaction. And I just love being able to give or share something with someone that I know they're going to enjoy. Mm -hmm. That, to me, is something I really love about craft beer and craft brewing. It also has a... Of course, and and it has a great almost treasure hunt yes. aspect to it. Oh, I love that part. Yeah, it, it, it is because I'm a nerd. Yeah, no, me too. <laughs> if you go into that new city and you're like, you pull it's out like your a comic book collection. You, you pull out your treasure treasure map of craft beer, and you're like, this brewery, this brewery. I've never tried this one. Yeah, I'm going like I'm going to uh, New Orleans in a couple weeks, and like. I'm like literally. I'm, I'm mapping out like yeah. I've wedding a wedding to go to. I'm mapping out breweries around re- a wedding and I'm yeah. going to um, do a tour and um, hopefully hang out with the guys at uh, Nola. I'm gonna see if I can uh, if I have any connections. I probably will have somebody in a in at the Great Vine that knows mm-hmm. somebody there. Hopefully, um, I've already been put out some feelers on that, but. Yeah. Um, Maybe I might get the special special secret tour. Mm, we got we, I got to go on the top of uh, Highland Brewing Company in what? Asheville. I got to go on the very roof <laughs> of it and see their new uh, expansion. They got a grant from the state of North Carolina for uh, <laughs> from a great. From the state of North Carolina about... Uh, oh, beer does good things. It me? does this. It does great things. That active beer culture. It does. <laughs> um, but... And it, it's kind of cool when you have the connections and you meet people. And the thing about it is, with craft beer, like you don't have to have a job to get connections. So you just yeah. have to drink beer, the good beer, and, and hang out in the, the, the places and meet people and create the connections... And you get those connections, and you get to do those cool, cool things, and yeah. you get to meet people, and like it's, it's very. Well, it helps when you're a cool person yeah. too. I mean, it, come on, DJ. It's Let's very, it's very like <laughs> all like people of all walks of life and stuff, and that's uh, that's one of the reasons why I love about it. Even like I'm a huge sports fan, and you'll probably hear like we're, another thing I want to do is beers of the SEC because I'm a. Tennessee Vol fans. Well, I, I think that should be a feature come fall. Yeah. I think that should be a feature every every team that Tennessee plays at least. Exactly, exactly. Uh, beers from that city and maybe get a chance to go to uh, Alabama, which there's, I think there's, is there beer in Tuscaloosa? I know there's in Birmingham. I don't know who that. <laughs> I don't, I think, you, you know, honestly, I don't know if there's a big craft beer culture down there. Well, well, no, is there running water in Tuscaloosa? Well, I wonder. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. And I don't want to offend anybody because there's probably somebody listening that's like, oh, I'm an Alabama I fan. Know. What are they talking we about? We love you. I just make fun of it. It's all good sports hatred. It means we that. love you. Jesus just hates your team. That's exactly. All. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> oh, but, but, but yeah, to, to your point about you know traveling and stuff like you know, this past weekend, um, the beer I'm drinking right now, Victory, I didn't pick it up in Knoxville. That's why I asked you about it earlier. I picked it up in Philadelphia. Um, you know, my, I, well, we, we did the yeah. same thing you did, which was, okay, what breweries are up here? What can we visit while we're here? And, you know, we went to Victory and um, yeah. we went to a few others, um, you know, and, and just checked. Um, actually, I'm sorry, we didn't go to Victory. I, I said that wrong. We went to Yards and we, we tried a lot of the local beer while we were up there. Um 
you know, just, just to get a flavor. I mean, it's the one thing, even if I don't get to get to the brewery while I'm in town, one of the things I'll make sure to do when I'm in a local area is find out what the local beer is and try it. Well, I mean, like, it's like when you have that West Coast IPA in your hand, I mean, you can almost, it, you can almost take that mythical trip to the West Coast. You, you take that, you get a sample of their culture mm-hmm. in a glass, in an artwork form. Which is which is amazing to me. You get a, a, a it's, it's like when you when you eat the food from a authentic food from um, from another country. When you get, when you get that authentic food, you you you're being a part of that those people that culture. You know the same way with craft beer. When you drink that that pint from that city that. That place, and that's 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 introducing them to what a part of them, a part of who they are, a part of their blood, sweat, and tears, and their hard work, and their 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 everyday culture, and what what the, there's when I drink this Founders um, All Day IPA, and there's there's probably a guy in Michigan that comes home every day, and that's his go-to beer, and uh, sits on his back porch and has a actually well, there's probably seven feet of snow and. In Michigan, but <laughs> he's probably not sitting out on his back porch even now. But but I, but yeah, there, there, there's you know with sessions and beers like that. I mean, there are people that go and um, yeah yeah just go out and drink the beer. But but yeah, but you that was really bad. I don't know where I was going with that. I know. <laughs> drink the beer. Oh, he's really the beer. good. Hey man, praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, what my high school teachers, I always say it's it's the joke. Up my, it's the it's the number one DJ joke. I'm ADD and dyslexic. What my high school teachers used to refer to as, damn it. <laughs> that was, that's my favorite joke. <laughs> it's the standard DJ joke about that. Another gives gives somebody gives you a slice of what my brain is. You'll you you you'll see you're, you'll hear us run on like. Uh, there, there'll be a we'll be chasing something but but back to yeah we'll we'll definitely be ADD I think that's one of the fun things about this podcast one of the things I did before we started was check out other podcasts see how they operated see what we could do differently and one of the things I found is a lot of podcasts are either guys just getting drunk and that's boring um, or people that you know, spend way too much time focused on the the intricacies of a beer, um, or you know, sometimes way too much on the business of the beer. So, yeah. I think this will be a good mix of all of the a above. Good balance. I mean, there, yeah. I mean, there are some podcasts when we, we might be focusing more on the business aspect, oh, yeah. or the the culture aspect, so. or if we get a ton of beers. If I go to Asheville or New Orleans one weekend, we get a ton of beers, and we just want to. Well, hey, we're trying beers this week, this, mm-hmm. this 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 month or week or whatever on the podcast, it, and it's going to be just a fluid. There's really going to be no. Uh, we want to have those kind of f- those topics that we kind of generally we go to the, the culture, the beer, the business, the people, but mo- mostly the people. Mm-hmm. And the stories and stuff like that. Yeah. That that's what I really want to rely on. Yeah, and and just telling th- telling stories and uh, being just being a part of the beer culture and and letting people letting people see see our growth and our 
where we go. Mm-hmm. Do we want to sample some beer right now? Yeah, mm, I mean, I, I see you've been you've been playing with that beer can. Yeah, I, hope it's I have empty cans. Crazy. Uh, I have empty cans. Empty cans for most of the show. I just um, I finished a beer, so um, we're gonna go and do that. Take a, I guess, a brief break yeah. while we we grab the beer and we'll go from there. So we're back. We um, we're back from the break and with us. This is a beer that I actually had when I was up in Philly. That was fantastic. It's Yards Brewing Company, and it's Poor Richard's Tavern Spruce. And uh, DJ, I think you brought up a write up of the beer and what it's rated on Beer Advocate, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it was. Can you have that, Andy. I can get it real quick. While you're doing that, I'm going to pour a beer. And and I am doing this on audio so that those of you that are driving in your cars, you're sampling this, yeah. will all of a sudden start to salivate and wish that you were here with and us drinking this beer. And I have, and also I want to cite Beer Advocate. I have a subscription to Beer Advocate magazine, have for a little while. And I, I mean, it's just one of those just handy dandy sites I've always used to. Make sure I and I'm and I'm almost using it as my fact checker too. If I forget where a brewery's at or or trying to make sure I get the right name and right style and and flavors and stuff like that, I'm my reference beer advocate. We and and that's another and and we might be discussing articles in Beer Advocate because it's just a, it's a it's a handy resource for us to have of different. Um, um, ideals and different things we can talk about. So, and beer advocate, you're listening. You're welcome. Yes, yes. Uh, definitely want to cite our sources when we have them. Mm-hmm. Um, so this trying is trying to get better as that as we go. Yeah, for sure. But it, so DJ, if you would read the description of the beer, based on. Ben Franklin's original recipe, which calls for which called for barley molasses and essence of spruce. Our tavern spruce approaches and is approachable and engaging as the man himself. The spruce clips, the blue spruce clips, were um, clippings were sourced from a local organic uh, farmer, uh, and basically. Creating a warning kind amber ale, basically. So smelling the beer, definitely, definitely the smell is very, um, very woodsy. Yeah. It's it's unique. It's really earthy. Yeah. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what that, that scent is, but. I think. I mean, mm. molasses and all that. Like, yeah, I mean, molasses is definitely yeah. a flavor. It's got, yeah. um, of course, I mean, the spruce. You can definitely taste. Yeah, it's. But, I mean, it, it's it's a very just a very good um, drinkable ale. I mean, yeah. it's just a very good beer. I mean, it's in color. It's 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 uh, kind of a brown brownish brown amber brownish amber. Yeah. Um, you know. Very good, very good beer. Um, I don't know. I just, I really liked it, and um, honestly, it was it was actually hard to find in um, in Philly. The we went to. Uh, it's listed as I mean, um, they, they call it an amber. The the 
It's called an amber ale. Because it is an amber. Amber okay. them also. Um, uh, yeah, I wouldn't quite put it on the brown scale. It's yeah. more amber. But the beer advocate has it as an herb or spice ale or spice beer. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a it's that. a you can get it year round mm-hmm. if you live in the area. It's not distributed here in East Tennessee, which so I guess. Which is a shame because it's shame. really good. And the the cool thing about Yards, too, I mean, like we said, the name of it is the Port Richards Tavern Spruce. And the reason it's Port Richards is because they've also got a George Washington's and, a, you know, other founding fathers, um, Paul Revere and so on and so forth. Um, they've got the other founding fathers themed beers. And, um, of course, this one, as we said, was based on Benjamin Franklin's original recipe and... If this is anything like the original, it's delicious. What is that? Is it Vision of Franklin? Isn't he um, quoted for saying, it's proof that God loved us because he created, loved us and wanted us to be happy because he created beer. Absolutely. There's, there's, there's debate whether he actually really said that, but well, people pooped. But guess what? But it may have been from Port Richard's Almanac, which is Port yeah. Richard's beer. Yeah, it, it, who cares if he said it? It's a great book. I think he said it. Well, I just think God did it. So yeah. I think it's in the Bible somewhere, actually. Uh-huh. Well, the book of Hezekiah. Well, Psalms in some trans... There's, what is it? Not my Proverbs. I'm trying to think. 43? I'm horrible with numbers. But it's, it says... Um, give one translation. It says, give um, uh, wine to those... What noise is it? I might have to look it up now. It's 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 give. Um, <laughs> I, I know where you're going with that. Yeah, wine to the poor and beer. Those are who they were suffering. Mm-hmm. One, some of it's actually transferred wine. Some of it actually tra- wine and beer, but some of it's transferred strong drink. Mm-hmm. It's one translation to actually transfer translate it as beer. I can't remember mm-hmm. what translation it was. Yeah, I guess it depends on um, which state you're in and what they're. Laws on ABV is yeah. <laughs> the 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 it's, ABV of Jerusalem was eight point five, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, no, I mean you you know I mean not not to get on a theological tangent, but but you know beer was or alcohol at that time. Strong drink was something different than wine and everything else, and there was alcohol yeah. content in a lot of the stuff they drank. But it was just a matter of how much and yeah. what really caused. A lot of people believe they had barley wine. I believe it was what is is more akin to what some of the stuff they drink hmm. to our modern day beers would be barley wines and stuff. Hmm. So that's what I, I, I had to. Again, I need to. I need like when I have my notes, source, make sure I source a lot of my articles and stuff. Yeah, when I say stuff because I. Because I say stuff and I clip from articles and clippings and shows and, yeah. and conversations and stuff I've had. And, we'll, and we'll work to be more thorough. And, and I think you, you brought this up before we came back on. Um, but, you know, we, we want to make sure that people know that we're, we're just starting out at this. We're going to say stuff that's wrong. Um, it's okay to correct us, but yeah. do it privately. Don't make it a big deal. And, and honestly, we're, we're not here to make anybody mad. No, what, I mean again, exactly. we're humble beer podcast. The humble so beer we, podcast. We expect, we expect that you know that we come at this with humility and not yeah. not ridiculous, you know, bravado. Yeah. It may sound like it at times, mm-hmm. and there may be something we really hate, 
but we're not going to. Yeah, uh, like if I mean, if we don't like a beer, do it doesn't mean we don't like a brewery too. Yeah, that's okay? right. If we if we don't like if if I don't like a certain beer, it doesn't mean I hate you personally. It means I just don't like that certain beverage. It's not my. Some people like this. Some people like postmodern artwork. Some people like this kind of artwork. Mm-hmm. That I I'm I like IPAs. I like hops. I like hops from everywhere. I like citra hops and cascade hops. I like I like put a hop in it and I'll probably taste it. I'm not gonna like it all of it, but and the thing of it is, I mean I think ever. I was reading another article about the stage of the craft beer drinker and one of the stages was like find the hoppiest thing we can possibly find yeah and I went through that stage like I just was like we've all been there yeah like you just try there. to like kill your palate with hops and to see I feel, I feel like I'm just Which, now coming out of yeah, that yeah well me too and I, because I, and I think and I, with me I love the fact that um, um, sessions are coming in style which I've I've always liked session sessionable ales, and and that's a really buzzword in the craft beer market and the craft beer industry right now. Sessionable ale. The thing of it is, people want those beers to go along with activities in their everyday, and they don't want ten of them to get plastered. They don't, or they don't want to. They don't want to be plastered after a few of them, and they want to be able to drink several of them. Like we're having, we, there's a um, a brewery that's close to opening here in also called Fanatic mm-hmm. Brewing Company. Um, and their whole concept behind their brewery is lakes and tailgates. And that's, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. lakes and tailgates. Which, it, hey, and to take that niche and knock that niche out would be awesome. That's a niche that a lot of, a lot of breweries, like your rogue, your rogue brewery, they want to make crazy beers for people who have crazy, sophisticated palates and stuff like that. And I like to think that I have a certificate. Sophisticated. Yes. <laughs> East that's why I'm here. That's why. That's why yeah. he's mine. And, and, and believe it or not, um, I mean, for those of you who are local, probably probably will believe it more so than those who aren't. But I am from Knoxville, mm-hmm. born and raised. Um, I get a lot of people that ask, you know, what part of Ohio am I from, and, and that really annoys me. Uh, <laughs> but I really, I really have to draw out the southern accent. It typically, yeah. doesn't come out until I've been drinking a lot or I'm really tired. My name is um, DJ Loop. I'm, I'm from East Tennessee, and this is Chris Hill, my my um, translator. <laughs> 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 and, and now we're going to translate some phrases exactly. in DJ Luke. <laughs> I, we had a friend, um, a common friend, Monique, and I hope you listen to this, Monique. Oh, Monique, we're going to tag you uh, yeah, in the first podcast, podcast. So you can hear. Um, she she used to say that um, I spoke um, I spoke in type text and type DJs, um, which was my own <laughs> DJ language, which is Southern slash shorthand slash my own creation mm-hmm. so and she would have to like I would say something in excited and she was like well he really likes this and he would, you know, would like she would translate for other people who didn't know me <laughs> so that's why that's why I brought you on here just to, to translate for me that's, that's my whole purpose <laughs> here, really it's, it's not about the beer it's just about translating for DJ Exactly. We all we all need one of those. Yes, we do. That's, like, that's, what, that's what I was going to say. If I ever had the, if I ever won the hundred fifty million dollar lotto, yeah, like I don't actually play the lotto. It's just it's just it's just the only way 
Like I could literally say that I could come into money. Like I can't say if I signed a if I signed a two million dollar contract with the Yankees tomorrow because that's not going to happen. Yeah. Even close. Like man, guess what? I'm not going to walk in here tomorrow. Guess what? I signed with Manchester United. See you later. But winning the lotto is a possibility if I actually played the lotto. But ah. but, <laughs> but if I won it and walked in here and sat down, I would I would hire somebody. To be my my um tap checker in there, if that's a word. <laughs> the, the, so, so someone to do it for. They you. would just follow me around all times, and when I drank a beer, they would check me into Untapped. Mm. That would be their one position in life. <laughs> just so you could track all the beers you've ever. Yeah, exactly. So I don't have to worry with it. They would have their own little phone with my Untapped app on it, and they would check it in for me. Don't but you I'm, just call it a girlfriend? No, no, she, she I, actually, I, that would be nice to give her she my just, No, I don't think Rachel would do that. Bahar wouldn't do that for me. Yeah. Here, babe, check me in while, uh, while I'm uh, drinking here. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm so, like, when Untap first came out, I thought, man, this is amazing. I want to do this all the time. And, and all my friends, and I told, and I was like, I introduced it to all my friends, and all they were like, oh, this is awesome. And and now that all my friends have all these badges and all these things and mm-hmm. it's amazing and like why are you never on DJ? I'm like well, I'm way too dyslexic and crazy and ADHD to to, to think about that because I'm like <laughs> I start I have a beer and I'm like I'm gonna check that in. And ten minutes later, what beer was that? I mean, like I can't remember because I get so excited and I start talking and rambling like. So so if you want an unpaid job <laughs> that pays free beer. Volunteer to be DJ's untapped. Well, that, yeah, it probably wouldn't fade free beer. It would probably, yeah, after after a few beers, you'd probably not have to worry about. Well, <laughs> I, I heard on um, on St. Patty's Day, which which for those, um, which for probably, I would say probably two thirds of our. Well, no, not even two thirds. I'd say for a th- one tenth of our podcast listening audience that probably wasn't with us on St. Patty's Day. Yeah. Um, you know, we're probably, um, you, you probably don't know, but, um, you know, DJ ended up, or sorry, I don't know where I'm going with that. Let me rephrase this. So one of my, um, one of, one of our mutual friends, Brian Call, came up with a, a phrase for you that you probably didn't hear that I thought was hilarious and amazing. Um, on St. Patty's Day, which, oh, I guess what I was going to say earlier was, which was the day that we first tried to start which this Which we first tried. It didn't work. Because, you know, drinking beer on St. Patty's Day is just yeah, tradition. I was hosting a party at the Beard and Beer Market. There was a solar flare that day that was causing a low aurora borealis and all yeah. this ridiculous stuff. Yeah, it was crazy. It was going to make for the perfect podcast, and then it didn't because we started too late and all of our friends started showing up going, hey. Hey, how are you? Me grilling Irish bangers was amazing. Oh yeah, they were delicious, by the way. Thank you for that. But um, but no, what I was going to say is Brian said, you know, that basically you were the beer fairy that night. <laughs> it didn't matter where I was or what I was doing. You would come up and put another beer in my hand and go, you got to try this. <laughs> well, that's the way it happens. <laughs> but, but you had some good beers that night because we were going to try a sour on the podcast that we didn't try. Yeah, that was a great sour. Though. It was a delicious was, sour. It was, I can't, it was the... Uh, yeah, well, it, was it, um, it was... It was, was Brewdogs, wasn't it? No, it was not Brewdogs. That... Uh, we had I had a Brewdog Punk IPA and a Brewdog or Flying Fish. No, no, it was um, it was Wicked Weed Brewing Company. Oh, it was Wicked Weed. 
Where did I get brew dogs? Did you have something else that no, was brew dogs? I had like four brew dogs when I okay. went to Brews and Ales, which if I would, that's another thing I will cite. There, there's a, that's a great if you're in the as southeast area in Asheville, North Carolina, downtown, smack in the middle of a downtown. Um, um, is Brews and Ales. It's a beer store, and they're awesome. And they they got they they took care they took care of me, and make sure we get the uh, uh, beers we want, and get a bunch of wicked weed. I know wicked weed is right down the street from, but we were packing up heading out of town. Wicked weed is. And they have the fun. Wicked Weed has the Funkatorium. I'm mixed on Wicked Weed, and I'm sure they'll listen to this at some point. I, I like wow. some of the beer. Like that sour was fantastic. Well, They're I getting mean, better. A Wicked but, Weed is is not beers for everybody. They have oh, yeah. they have they had an old fashioned, which is great. Um, which was which, um, which was a great beer uh, for. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think some. I'm doing it off on my head. Some of their more tamer beers. I had a um, barreled aged peppercorn saison from them about two weeks ago, which was um, which was amazing. And I can't mm. for the life of me, I can't find what that sour was. It was delicious. It was awesome. It was like a golden sour. You know, if you would have had your um, your untapped person assistant. See, yeah, personal, exactly. Your personal untapped assistant. I guess it would be a PUA. Your, your PUA. <laughs> if you would have had your PUA with you, they would have checked you in and you could have gone back and looked. See, exactly. Shows, that's that's why I need to hire this person. I know. Most definitely. It's because <laughs> that would help me remember this. I have a horrible memory, and see, somebody's gonna be like, they don't even know what beers they're, they don't even know what beers they drink. No, I, I, I mean, I, we, we, we know it's back there. It's, it's in my taste there. buds, as an as a distant memory that was delicious. And like, I mean, I probably had a great, great conversation about it. Um. Um, yeah, so so while you're looking that up, I mean, one of the other cool places we got to visit while we were in um, while we were in Philly, and I, I sent you a picture of this um, while I was up there, but it was a little um, it was a little bar that that um, focused on Belgian beers. Um, in fact, it was it's probably one of the most f- famous places in Philly for Belgians. Um, and I'm, I'm actually looking it up now. Oh, it was Monk's Cafe. Nice. And um, they, and I just sent you a, a list of their draft list and part oh. so I could remember what was on the draft list. I found it. What was it? It was um, um, Genesis. It was their blonde sour with um, notes of fruit and spices. Yeah. Oh, so good. It was, yeah, Wild American. Oh, 200 pounds of mango, guave, pineapple, aged for 6 to 12 months. Nice. See, I have memory in there somewhere. <laughs> it was great. It tasted like, um, somebody. I think somebody said sweet tarts. Oh, yeah. It was, it was very, it was yeah. The after, 
Apple yeah, yeah. Taste, it was very sweet. Oh, it was very good. It was very good. It was, and most of your most of your sours are very, like they 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 always have that dark, um, like like it's almost very very fruity. Like and and I don't know how to how to how to put it. It's a lot, a lot of the sours are ch- cherry or blackberry. Yeah, um, kind of have that almost intense sour. This was had a, a really sour bite to it, but it wasn't like it wasn't like the like the heavy fruit flavors. Yeah. It was like it was more of a, a lighter had that you know like when you that lighter citrusy fruit mm-hmm. sour. Yeah, and, and and I was always kind of hesitant of sours because when I first started hearing about them, I was afraid to be like Atomic Warheads. I remember growing <laughs> up having Atomic Warheads, and um, you know how how kids would like they'd take a whole bag and try to fit it in their mouth and throw up or something. Like that's what I felt like sours were going to be. And in fact, some of the first sours I had were very similar to that. They were trying to I don't know they weren't trying to gross you out. But they're so the opposite from what a normal beer is. Mm-hmm. It, it was just off-putting, um, and it wasn't until our Oktoberfest this last year that we did um, that that I that you brought a sour. I that think I, actually I, I think I brought that dark the dark angel by them. Yeah, and, and it was that that kind of started to no, turn no, no, the tide. No. no, I was a waffle I brought. I yeah I, I, I honestly I can't remember I just remember it was good yeah it was Oktoberfest uh, <laughs> no it was the Rivertown River Rivertown maybe it was a beer somewhere that it we was had it had a I remember it having a very black berry ish yeah. flavor it was I think it was the Rivertown um, that was aged in wine barrels if mm-hmm. I if I remember correctly yeah. but one of the cool things too like going going back to what I was telling you before you you, you figured out the beer with Monk's Cafe uh-huh. so one of the cool things there is they had a Monk's Cafe Flemish sour ale that was specifically brewed independently brewed in Belgium for Monk's Cafe that's awesome and it's their privately brewed beer um, just reading off the stuff it's medium body red color Fruity nose, malt flavor with an acidic and um, tactic sourness. It's a real thirst quencher, and it was. We had been walking around Philly all day um, and just needed a place to stop in, and this place is just fantastic. They've got a book like, you know, two or three inches thick that's their beer Bible there, and they call it their beer Bible, and it's just all kinds of Flemish beers and really hard to find beers. I mean, they got beers that are 30, 40 bob. Forty dollars a glass, yeah. Not even a bottle, a glass. Um, you know, just just to get the beer out there. So um, there's some really unique stuff, and they're really cool. Um, definitely, if you're in Philly, go to Monk's Cafe. It's a must stop um, on your on your trip. But yeah, and also really small, so be prepared for a long wait. And <laughs> hey, sometimes like, those are the best places to go. This small, I mean. The small places you have to wait and you have to, or you have to know where to go and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. Um, I, we, uh, I was, we went to this, we found this like random little, little hole in the wall. I can't even remember the name of a uh, bar in New Orleans, and it was just about 10 craft beer handles. It was 10, it was 10 craft beer handles, and it was. It was just a great inviting atmosphere, and craft beer almost promotes that. It almost promotes that those people coming in 
and just they're talking about the beverage itself and they're talking about the people and the and the beer itself and 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 those little places like you get you get such a different vibe from a craft beer bar than you do a regular bar or a regular atmosphere because and this this almost sounds sounds uppity I mean the I mean almost when you go to a craft beer bar places like that people are are seeking out something that's authentic and they want to test their boundaries of taste and stuff and you and people are explore, exploring so those people are almost m- more the more open people to talk to the more open people to interact with because you're meeting somebody who's uh, somebody who's exploring their taste buds and exploring art and exploring things like that are more friendly to talk to and friendly to inc- converse with and friendly to uh, you can interact with them and make friends with them more so than you would if you went to a, your average Joe Schmo bar that just sell, sells Miller Lite. Yeah. You probably have same. It's almost it's almost segmented. Segmented. If that's, if that's not a word at all. Segmented. Yeah, segmented. It, yeah. <laughs> it, it almost translating the DJs. The DJs. That that's gonna be a theme of the podcast. <laughs> I can tell that's what I'm here for. I'm gonna tell that's gonna be a joke from now until the end of the podcast. <laughs> Hopefully, which will be 2022. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, but that, I mean that it's like you said, like the, finding those places in each city you go are is it? It's amazing to find those places and like yeah. And they're is, just they're just gems. When you find yeah, them, you're like, oh, and if you listen to this I and you hear and you know a place, let us know. Yeah, I want to know about every place we can know. I want to visit every every place on, uh, especially if you're in the southeast. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, we 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 definitely. I know I travel all over, especially Lexington and Knoxville. Um, we do a lot of back and forth between those two places. I also go to Atlanta and Nashville some. So. Well, you know, Charlotte. you know a place. Let us know. Is that Noda is in Charlotte, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was having their hop drop and roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was back on St. Patty's Day. It was another. It was that was a that was a, just a good day all around. We had lots of great beer to sample. Oh yes, and we do beer. T- uh, we have a um, a friend of ours, Sam, who was actually was going to be an interview, but uh, first time around, but. Uh, we will be definitely get him on. He travels with his profession uh, and uh, around the southeast and gets some um, beers from everywhere. And we do monthly tasting some. Wait, he he wasn't the guy. Who does he work for? Um, he works for built um, some kind of buildings. He the, the bald headed mm-hmm. gentleman. Yeah, uh, who got, who kind of joined us at first? Yeah. When, when we were first, for those who don't know, when we were first attempting to do the podcast the podcast, which yeah. yeah. But yeah, he, he's very knowledgeable in craft beer and, and and gets beers from all over the the country yeah. from his travels. And we usually do tastings from and we do tastings from uh, um, for once a month or so. Yeah, um, at the at the market with uh, him and a fellow friend of ours, um, Barback Bobak. Um, <laughs> Which was I just I just is the barbeck and the bobbeck. Well, yeah, yeah, that's how I pronounce and remember his name. It's like <laughs> it's like you're from Boston, but you're and you're saying barbeck. It's bobbeck. Uh, but uh, cool guy. Uh, he's a very cool guy. I'm sure he'll listen to this. So bobbeck, yeah. you're awesome. Yeah, you're Thank awesome, you. bobbeck. 
but very cool guy. Very and and those that's that's another great part of the thing with the culture. You have those tasting events and stuff. I mean, um, like a lot of craft beer bars and stuff. Like like I mean, I'm not I'm not speaking for all craft beer bars right now. You get a message from a bar like, no, I'd never do that in my establishment. But um, most of them like almost promote people bringing in stuff to taste because they want to taste it too. And that's the kind of the, the fun of it. Mm-hmm. They, the, and the exploration of it and going to the different places and having the the, the yards, old spruce. Old poor, old, poor Richards. Old poor, oh, whatever. See, there I go. Man, I'm awesome. <laughs> but yeah, having the Poor Richards Tavern poor, Spruce yeah, Ale and, and stuff like that, I mean, it gives, um, you know, travel is probably one of the, the fun things about, you know, um, about craft beers, you can't get it everywhere, and, and mm-hmm. not everything's sold well, everywhere. Yeah, I mean, there's. I remember how big of a deal it was when just Yinglings yeah. came to Knoxville. Oh man, yeah, I mean, the, which the, which to me is the best cheap beer. Oh out yeah, there. it's the best. Aside from the hipster staple PBR, yeah, it's, yeah. The, I mean, it's the Yingling best thing is out the there for cheap special beer. in Knoxville. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but I mean, like I remember the first year it came out here in Knoxville, when you you get it. I mean, all our stuff is, I, I believe, it's shipped from the Tampa Bay Brewery. I believe they opened. Okay. Up brewery in Tampa Bay and that's why we were able to get it here but um, the fact that it's still properly owned and um, operated is awesome but they mm-hmm. made a very decent quality lager for I mean for that tailgate afternoon which is which is awesome and I remember when it, when it first when it first hit the Tennessee market uh, that summer mm-hmm. man, or that summer going into that fall uh, like there wasn't a tailgate you walked by on Tennessee's campus, that they didn't have a, a casing yingling sitting there, which is all. I mean, which is awesome. Which um, I think that is a great one of those great, great lead-in beers to craft beer. Like, oh, mm-hmm. this is great. Well, there's a story behind this, and that can lead you to other great craft beers. Yeah. Like, I was going to say too with the, with the yingling story. Like for me, like. I had a I had a roommate in Lexington. They can't get Yingling in Lexington. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that Kentucky doesn't have it. No, I mean it's all based on distributors. Yeah, but you think sure. they would, but but they don't. And the thing is, um, you know, like like I would always bring back a Yingling Black and Tan for him. That was kind of my um, my penance for for a long kind of at this point a running joke about an argument where I drink t- too much of his Coke. Not even. Not 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 even not even the beer. I drank too much of his coke at one point, um, and so anytime I'd come up to stay after I moved out of his house, we'd stay at his place a lot, and um, I'd bring back England black and tan for him every time we come up to visit. And still to this day, I do it mm-hmm. um, because they can't get it up there. But you know, it's a fantastic beer, yeah. even even as a you know. Well, I've seen people staple. people I've seen people and friends of mine that live out on the west coast that can't get sweet water well we you walk the fact that sweet water in some places in this country is is a price to get by some people can't get it in philly yeah and when i I literally i can drive five minutes down the street to the gas station and load up up tall boys of it for for three for five (laughs) dollars which is amazing to me because I remember when Sweetwater first came out, you could, when it, here in Knoxville, you could only get in certain places. Now I can get it at the Waggles right next to my apartment, which is 
Waggles is a local uh, gas yeah. station here. Yeah, for, for those out uh, side of the area. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we have to remember to re- reference all the local stuff, but um, but it's that's one of the awesome. That's another great thing about craft beer. Like we were in uh, uh, we were in uh, outside of Asheville. We were at the, at the gas at a gas station outside of Asheville, and we walked in. We walked into that gas station just to get a drink to go and we looked up and then they had a beer wall there of all the different I'm like oh you can get this while pumping your gas it's amazing um like all they have all all the different um Carolina breweries all in the gas station and like that's almost, that would be unheard of in Knoxville to, mm-hmm. to get that and they were all pretty reasonably normally priced too and not in Knoxville you would like if you wanted to craft you craft beer at a gas station you're gonna pay Probably three, three, four bucks over the the price you would get at a regular store. Yeah, but you can get it down the road from your house as opposed to going to the store. Yeah, exactly. Somewhere else. So, but, yeah. so um, we're coming near the end of our time. Um, we've been we've been talking for quite a bit. This mm-hmm. has been this has been awesome. Um, really looking forward to this year. What um, I mean, just as we're kind of wrapping up. What do you think, um, what are some things that people should look forward to, you know, this year? Obviously, I think, you know, in our next episode, hopefully we'll be interviewing Alliance. Mm-hmm. Um, Alliance Brewing, we'll be talking to them about their business and what they do and what makes them so great. Um, which, obviously, they're Scotch Ale. Duh. No question about it. Um, <laughs> their IPA. I mean, they've got a lot of great stuff. So, so we can't wait to talk to the guys at, um, at Alliance, but... Um, you know, I, I think this year you can you can expect a lot from us just in in terms of you know being able to go to um, some of these you know beer festivals that are in town. Knoxville apparently is hosting more and more beer festivals every year, and um, I don't know. I'd, I'd say you probably also see an interesting cast of characters on the show. As yeah, we well, hope, to. hope you'll see a regular recurring cast of characters. We've probably mentioned some here that we want to yeah. get on, sit down, and talk with us about what they think. And I mean, and if you hear this and you have any interesting stories and people, I mean, yes, I, I want this to be about the people and yeah. about people in general and about stories. So if you have an interesting story, hit me up on Twitter. Yeah. Um, hit me up uh, and let me know or hit me up on email, whatever, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Just let me know and, and would love to tell your story or would love to uh let you tell your story. Come on here and yep. dis- discuss it. If you want to, yeah. if you, you you heard me talking about the business side, you're like, man, I'm all about the business and want to do the business aspect. We'll come on. We'll talk to you. Yeah, I, I love to have some great heated debate arguments slash fun. Yeah, slash um, always enjoyable. Yeah, always in fun and jest and um, and discussion about beers, learning about beers, growing as. Growing as people, as beer culture, about our lives in beer, outside of beer, where we are, and just get, getting to know us is hopefully something we'll, we'll do as personalities and as, yeah. as people. And hope, hopefully, one day, if you if you listen to this, we might see you and talk to you. And if you want to send us free beer, it's okay. 
Yeah, we, we will <laughs> gladly take your free beer. In fact, if you send us free beer, um, we will consider you at least an honorary sponsor of our podcast <laughs> exactly. for the episode. So, yeah. And we will drink it on air and yes. tell you how we feel. Now, that said, yeah. in being the Humble bo- Beer Podcast, yeah. we will also say that you must be humble in sending us your beer and that we may not like it. Yeah. And you may just what? have to deal with that. It's all about authenticity and truth. We're going to be honest about what we yeah. like and what we don't. But that said, I'm sure whatever you send us will be great. So I'm but, not worried about it. But you shouldn't be either. Do you want to throw out the social media there for everybody? Or? Um, yeah. So so as we're wrapping up where you can find us for now, um, as of the time of airing this podcast, we don't have a website yet. I'm sure we will. Um but you can find me on Twitter at, at Christopheles. And for those of you who don't know how to spell that, um, it's C H R I S T O P H O L I E S. So again, that's at Christopheles. And that's, that's me, Chris Hill. I'm at DJ L O O P, um, Loop, DJ Loop on Twitter. If you can't remember how to spell his name, mine's much easier. You can look <laughs> on my friends list, see me tweet him. You can find him on there too. That's right. But that's the easiest way to get hold of me. I'm I'm on there way too much. Mm-hmm. Um, you might see me rambling about sports or and sports and beer. That's about that's that's some, that's some sports, beer, and business and stuff and cultures and uh, I'm always having some kind of a argument, cutting friendly back, bantering back there on Twitter with something about somebody, and I take. Pop, um, cheap shops sometimes, but yeah, all in fun. Yeah, and, and, and by and again, by the time we air this podcast, we'll have a website, we'll have a Facebook page, we'll have some other stuff as well. Um, we may or may not have a Twitter account. I don't know. Yeah, but um, but but that'll definitely be in part of the podcast. In fact, it may be at the beginning of the podcast for all I know. So, um, so yeah, just stay tuned. We'll definitely put it in there and, and let you guys know where that is at the time comes. So. This is the blank filler spot for that right now. Humblebeerpodcast.com. Well, well, I'm Chris. This hey, I'm DJ Loop. And um, and we we've, right. we've been your presenters today and uh, thank you guys so much for joining us on our Humble Beer Podcast. Hey, hey get, get outside, be active and drink some beer. That's right. All right. That was good.